It's good to be with you, Camelback family. Uh, our lives have been changed. Everything has changed for us over the last several weeks. It, it wasn't that long ago when we were to drive out on the roads and they'd be full of cars. We'd go into stores and the shelves would be full of everything we needed. We were actually watching as Bernie had double-digit leads in the Democratic primary. And then we were just beginning to hear about this virus coming out of China. It all has changed the way we right now are doing church. It's changed the way we're doing our lives. And, uh, and I, I want this morning to stop with our church family and talk about the change, the shift, where we are and what we are doing. Jesus specifically said, I will build my church. And I got to tell you, this virus is no surprise to him. And he is going to continue to build his church and shape his church and work in his church, which is us, by the way. It's not the building we come to. It is us individually and as a group. We are his children. He cares about us. Next week, uh, I'll, I'll go back. We'll go right back into the series that we were doing, and, and we'll just have a great time together looking at God's design for our finances and how you and I can better um, live our lives financially. But over the next number of weeks, I'm going to continue to preach, encourage, and we together are going to worship. Our team is just, I watched them putting our, working on our worship and putting that together. And I, I'm just excited about what they have done and what we're doing together. And some of the things that we're talking about, we'll begin to roll them out, share with you. We'll be doing so much more uh, to connect us together. But um, here we are. This is who we are, our family at Camelback. We are his children. We're his family. And I, I want to look at what it is we're going to do, just begin to look at it over the next couple of months. In Psalm 91, the writer of Psalm 91 says, God, you're my refuge. I trust in you, and I'm safe. Camelback, that's where we are. We need to recognize that. I trust in you, and I'm safe. And, and then the writer of Psalm 91 goes on to say, his huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them, you're perfectly safe. His arms fend off all harm. And then he goes on to say this. I want you to hear this. He says, fear nothing, not even disease that prowls through the darkness. And then he gives us a message from God. This is God speaking. God says, hold on to me for dear life. I'll get you out of any trouble. If you will hold on to me for dear life, no matter what you are going through in your life, I will take you through it. And for some in our church, we're, some of us are going through uh, really deep, difficult times. Um, whether it be affected from this virus or other things that are going on in our lives, we need to hear that from God. He goes, he says, listen, if you'll hold on to me, for dear life. In other words, hold on to me like I'm the most important thing, which he is. We're just recognizing that. I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best of care if you'll only get to know and to trust me. We, we look for a doctor and we want to find a doctor who's going to serve us the best. And, and we should. And we look for the best deals as, as we go through life, and we should. God says, I'll give you the best care if you'll only get 
to know me. And church, that's, that's what I want for you, and that's what I want for me, and that's what I want for our church family. I, I want us to get to know him and to trust him. And uh, this morning, I've got four points that I just want to go through with you. Four things for our Camelback family. While we may be physically separated, we, we may be not together physically, I want us to do these four things. And if we'll do these four things, God will use this time greater than we could have ever imagined. First thing he said, I, I want to say is let's... Let's not be stopped by fear, but let's keep moving in faith. And I am all in with what uh, the administration and the government is doing and, 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 and uh, the CDC with physical distancing. If, if we are willing to simply obey that and abide by that to the best of our ability, the fact of the matter is we will save lives. And uh, that's a big deal. People matter. Lives matter. Um, I believe the other thing that, uh, that, that I, I know that I'm looking at, while I'm looking at that and recognizing things that we need to do and we're being obedient and following them the best that we can, I believe that in our culture, fear has gone beyond reality. Fear has actually overtaken many. And, and, you know, we go to the store and it, it is incredible how the aisles are empty of, of, of some things as simple as toilet paper, paper towels, and, and, and other things. Because fear has taken over reality. And you and I, during this time, we have two options. We, we can either be courageous or, or, or we can be discouraged. And I, 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 as a church and as our team, I watch our team operating and, and we will be, uh, we'll just continue to keep doing what we do and doing, we're actually at this point, we're doing different things than we usually do. But courage is what I see in our team. Courage is what I believe God wants to take out of this and through this. And so um, the decision is yours. Are you gonna be discouraged or are you going to have courage? And as I look at, um, at Scripture, I, th I think we need to remember who we are. We need to remember that we are the church. We are his family. The administration and the government, th th that's who they are. And, and, and we're encouraged by Scripture to be praying for them. And, and, I, and I trust that we all are. And the Center for Disease Control, the CDC, that's who they are. And, and, and these are good. And, and even many of our family, church family, believe, as believers are in some of those. But as a body, we are the church. That's who we are. And Paul writes to Timothy as he's writing to the church. He says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If you were here with me and looking at your notes, you know me. You know what I'd, ha I'd have you underlining that word power and love and sound mind. And, you know, the, whole, the Holy Spirit living in us is doing what Paul wrote to Timothy about. He, he wants to, in our lives, not be motivated by fear, but he wants us to recognize that we have the power of God working in us. When Jesus left, he said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you my, it's good for you that I'm going, because I'm gonna give you my Holy Spirit to live inside of you, and that will give you power, and it will give you love, 
And you will, as a result of that, you will have a sound mind. Here's a quote that I, that I, I, I want you to read because it, it, it's so true. Uh, and you'll ha- we'll have it on the screen here for you. Uh, I've been through some terrible times in my life, a few of which actually happened. That was Mark Twain. See, we tend to worry about things. Statistics tell us that about 95% of the things that we worry about never happen. We spend much of our life embracing fear for things that never even happen. So the second thing I want us to do is I, I want us to look at reality. I want us to look at where we are. I want to look together with you at some of the facts of this virus that we are facing. <clears throat> and, uh, and the facts may change. That's just the things are moving that fast that some of the facts may change. But here's what we know about this virus. Those who have this coronavirus, less than 1% of people who have it will die. Now, if you get online and you start to look for a percentage, you'll see that it ranges from below 1% to just above 3%. In Italy, it's just above 3%. But scientists are telling us that the 3% number in Italy is skewed because they have no idea how many people actually have the virus. So that's, that number really isn't accurate. And, um, and, and some scientists who are looking at these numbers and, and, and the numbers of people who have it and, and the people who have died, they, they're saying that it's less than 1%. And so, you know, that's the range. But of the people who have the virus, that's the percentage. And of the people who have the virus, about, at, at this point, about 81% of them have a very mild case. They, they may just feel like they have a cold. And then about 14%, it's more severe. It's, it's like they feel like they really are struggling with a bad case of the flu. And then there's a 5% that are, are critical. And out of that 100%, less than 1%. Now, another fact that we know is, is that the vulnerable group of people it, 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 it are the seniors in our, cult, in our culture and in our families and in our environment. 60 to 70 years old, I'm actually in that category, um, are, are, a high, are at higher risk and 70 to 80 are an even higher risk, and of course 80 and up are even a, a, a higher risk than that. But one of the factors in, in light of the, the people who actually die from this virus are their physical condition, people who are struggling with things like heart disease and, and respiratory disease and diabetes and, and those who have immune deficiencies in their body. They, that's a huge contributing factor. And so um, if you're healthy and young, you're probably going to be okay. But here's my challenge to those of you who are healthy and young. You need to be thinking about others. You need to not just be focused on yourself, because yes, you're probably going to be fine, but spreading this, uh, this virus may affect others. It could affect your parents and grandparents. It could affect others around you. So we need to be thinking about that. And the other, the other piece of information that I think is important, we now are beginning to test here in the United States. We are testing more and more people, and, and we are going to be testing a lot of people. And what that will do is that will drive the numbers of people who have the virus much higher. 
In other words, we'll actually know more people that actually have the virus. Now, my, my one concern about that is in our culture and even our church family, we will see that number climbing and we will be tempted to become even more fearful. And I would encourage you not to be focused on that number. The one number to be focused on here is the amount of deaths that happen. That's, that's the big factor here. That's the one that we want to watch. And, and, and as a church family, we're praying. I'm believing God, and we're praying that that number would stay low, that that number would not accelerate. And we look for God's hand at work in our church family, in our, in our immediate families, and in our culture, and in our nation. And that's what we're praying for. That is what we're looking for. Um, and so that's kind of where we are. And while we are all physically distancing, um, Psalm 91, he says, I'll give you the best of care if you'll only get to know and trust me. That's our goal, church, that we would just get to know him, get to trust him. Fear is not from God. As a matter of fact, in Scripture, 366 times, fear not. Those, those words put together are repeated over. They, they were put together and out of the mouth of Jesus on a regular basis. He tells us not to fear. There's an aspect of fear that was, was designed by God and placed into us. And, and that's, that's a fear that is a healthy respect. In other words, there's a fear that we want to instill in our children. And that's if you touch a hot stove, you're going to get burnt. But that's not the fear we're talking about here. The fear that we're seeing in our culture is not knowing what's going to happen and worrying about the future. And God says, listen, don't worry about that. I will give you the best of care if you get to know me and you get to trust me. The third thing that I want to point out to our church family is here at Camelback, what we're going to do is we're going to move together, not apart. The natural result of us not meeting on Sundays and in our life groups and in other things that happen on our campus and celebrate recovery and, and, and things that, that God is doing here on our campus. And now we are not able to do them. Our, the natural result of that is we will drift apart and our relationships will become more distant. So while we are physical distancing, we are not going to relationally distance and we are not going to emotionally distance and we are not going to allow spiritual distance in, in our lives. We were designed by God. God is building a family. We are a part of that family. And we're going to be intentional. Do you know why? Because we need each other. We need each other. We're a family. So we're, my challenge to our church is let's all join in. Joining in, in the virtual sense that we're doing, is going to be difficult for some more than others. It's difficult for me. It's hard for me to place my mind in this very process. 
but we're going to do that. We're going to press in and lean in. As a matter of fact, what we're going to do as a church team and staff and our, and our dream team and our church family is we are going to communicate now more than usual. I'm encouraging everyone to FaceTime their family. Our staff meetings are going to be done on Zoom, and we're going to be meeting together and taking advantage of it. And I'd, I'd encourage you, with your families, connect, call more than you have in the past. I was talking to George this morning, who is, has, headed, has, has led our junior high school ministry for years. He's talked with his mom more over this last week than he has this last year. We have an absolutely amazing opportunity to take advantage of here. What Satan meant for evil, God will use for good. And uh, it would be easy, look, it would be easy to couch potato and, and binge walks on Netflix and, 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 just, and just further time away those of us who, 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 are, those who are at home. But, but it's not a time for that. It's a time for us as a church family and even with our individual families to lean into this, to take advantage of this. And I'd encourage you, if you're going to watch television, rent some comedy movies and get your family together and just have a good time. And we're going we're gonna to connect in every way here. Our life groups are going to meet. We'll, we'll be sharing information of what we have for your children to do online. And our student ministry is also going to be uh, um, reaching out more than we have in the past. And so I would encourage us, and at Camelback, we are going to move together, and we're going to resist and we're going to increase in an area that would naturally drift in the opposite direction. Fourth thing I would say to our church family is take advantage of this time, and this is a big step for, for many of us, but take advantage for this time to give Camelback Online your blessing. To, to, to hear what we're doing and actually commit and saying, you know what, I'm going to do that. On Sunday mornings, my family and I are going to sit down on the couch, and we're going to bring the service up online, and we together are going to watch worship, and we're, we're, we might even stand up and worship with the team, but we're going to be all in as, as for, for what God is doing with us as a church family, and we're going to commit to it. And if you will give it your Blessing. In, in other words, if you will say, you know what, I'm in for It'd be easy for some of us to say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just not doing that. I'm, I'm, and, and, and come up with all the reasons why we're not going to do that. Our team's done an amazing job. I've watched them over this last week uh, just, just go to, to lengths that you can't even imagine. And uh, I'm just excited what God's doing here. I'm excited about what he's doing with our family. I'm excited technically what is happening. You, the hours that have been placed into this are an absolute gift. And, a, and it's, it's a time of worship from so many hearts to, to, to God and what they're doing. Our team's done an amazing. They'll continue to do that. And if we together are all in online, this is our best option without question. And God's building an area here. We're going to connect better than ever before. We're actually going to be more relational. We're going to be intentional about being more relational. And I would encourage you, 
to be praying for our church family, for our leadership, for all of our church family. Be praying that God use this time in our church to actually draw us closer together in all of our relationships, but not only draw us closer together, but be willing to invite someone else into the family. Invite someone else to to watch what God is doing in our family. And as they watch what God is doing in our family, they will recognize the love of God. They'll recognize that as a church, they'll know, the world will know that we're his disciples by the way we love one another. It's a great opportunity, church, for us to love people. I, I think that we as a church need to take this time and look at it as a special season. This is, this, this is unprecedented. We've not gone through anything like this before. And the things that we're doing, we have never done before. But we are in this together And we're in this together so that we can grow together. Because you know what? Jesus is building his church. He's building his church. And he's building his church in the heart of his people. So as his people, let's pursue his presence. Let's pursue his presence. He says, look, where two or three gather together, I am in the midst. While we'll be sitting in front of a screen watching our service, watching our praise team, let's pursue his presence because he is our God, he's our creator, he's at work in us, constantly changing us. He can do things in us and through us through this very process that would have never happened had this situation not come up. Romans 8, 28 says he takes all things, all things for those who loved him or called according to his purpose, and he uses them for our good and his glory. He's building his church. So as his children, as his church family, and as as brothers and sisters together, let's pursue his presence. That passage in Psalm 91, God says, you're my refuge. God, you are my refuge, God says. The writer says, I trust in you and I'm safe. And the writer specifically tells us, I love this one, I grabbed this one. Fear nothing, not even disease that prowls through the darkness. Church, that's what we're gonna do. Together, we're gonna pursue his presence, and pursue his work in our lives. And I applaud our entire team for making so much possible. And here's what I need you to do. I need you to do three things. I need you, number one, to connect. Be sure that we have your emergency contact information. You give it to your doctor. You give it to other people. What does that mean? That means an email for you and your cell phone number because that gives us the opportunity to connect, to make all of this happen, and we want to do it the best that we can. And, And while I want you to connect, 
I want us to connect, and I, I, I want us through that process to be encouraged. And, and we will meet in our life groups, and we'll meet here on Sundays, and we'll meet 12 o'clock lunchtime on Facebook, our prayer, Facebook Live for our prayer time every single day. We'll do that all through connecting. And the second thing that I want, I, I want us to be willing to serve. We don't even know yet what areas we will be able to serve in, but I want us to be willing to do that when opportunity arises. And, and in, in being willing to serve, that second thing, as, as we are obedient and we're applying the first thing, connecting and being encouraged, I want us to take that encouragement that we are receiving and I want us to encourage those around us. God calls us to that. It's called ministry. And as we are being encouraged because we're connecting, I want us to serve and encourage those around us. Those are two, the first two things that we can do. And the third thing that we can do, which is so important in the heart and the life of our church, is I would encourage you to give online. About half of our church already gives online. The other half of our church gives on Sunday mornings when we actually physically meet here. And that, for the short term, and we don't know how long, nobody knows how long. But for the short term, uh, those who meet here on Sundays give on Sundays. And I would encourage you to give online uh, or find some other way to make that happen. It is so important to what God is doing here in our church. It's a big deal. Everything happens here on this campus because you and I are faithful in our giving. I've been giving online for a while, and uh, we just love the ability to do that. It makes our life so much easier. And uh, as we head into this week, church, let's be thinking about this, praying about this. Let's be living this. We are the church. We don't meet at church on weekends. We are the church. Let me pray with you this morning. Father, thank you. Lord, thank you that you are our refuge, that by trusting in you, we're safe. And not only are we safe, we fear nothing, not even a disease that prowls through the darkness. Lord, I pray for our church family some of us are having a more difficult time than others. Some of us really in need. I pray, Lord, that you will be our provider. You will be our source. You'll be our protector. And I pray, Lord, that, uh, that our, our church family, and in every way, reaching out to each other, are drawn closer together through this process, allowing you to accomplish in and through us the things that you want to accomplish in our lives and that we will look back on this season and recognize, recognize how it was a special season that we allowed you to work in our lives in a special way. God, do it, we ask. In your name we pray. And everyone virtually everywhere said, Amen. Guys, it's great to talk with you. It's great to be here together. Bless you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.